What is going on, my good people? This is your main man, Ben, here, and we are Talk Active, practicing wisdom, justice, courage, and moderation. What is going on, guys? Happy Thursday. I know we're publishing this in Friday, but as usual, we got some special stuff, man. It's the end of the month. We are closing out our theme. Um, we got the duty theme this July. And it's just the right moment because we have a special guest coming in today. And I'm so honored to share one of my buddies. I'm going to share it in a bit here. But first and foremost, I'd like to give a kudos to everybody that survived this week. And as usual, a round of for everybody I know it's my favorite time of the week Friday I don't know about you but for me this is the best time right now guys we are going to hit episode 88 and uh, it's going to be the end of the month and it's such a journey for that I don't know if it's enough time to pack in that duty theme that we had, but in the spirit of our theme, it's, it's going to be a special one. But first and foremost, before anything else, guys, we have an audiobook. Um, we finished our audiobook under Chris Finley, and it's Sigma Male Mentality. Check it out. This manual is for, it's not targeted for male. It's Sigma male mentality, but females can also use this practice. It's targeted to take control of your life. Check it out. It's available in Apple Books, Audible, and Kindle. And also, guys, this coming August, we got a couple of guests, amazing people. Manny, um, he is voted one of Baltimore's best nurses and also one of my professors, John Spears, he works in broadcasting, CNN, Fox, ABC, BET, name it. I just want to share his journey. And it's just amazing people that I want to share with you guys. I hopefully you can pick up something because it's, it's amazing. And it's our contribution to the universe as usual. And also, guys, there's a lot of things going on. I'm sorry about the, all these plugs right now, but promoting... This recent podcast interview that we had with Chris, I mean, Craig Constantine, he is the leader of our podcaster community. It's just amazing to connect with other people. Check out our interview, guys. And it's just amazing to share this experience, his experience. Now I got a chance to be a guest and totally understand the feeling now of being a guest. But other than that, guys, I got one more coming in. I know there's a lot of going on right now. But if you can spare some little cents or a couple of dollars, we are sending out some help for our um, friend from school, uh, Monica. She has uh, uh, like some kind of personal journey of helping out on kids that doesn't have enough like, you know, funds and all that stuff. In her school, she's a teacher and she's buying books ahead of, you know, the coming school year. So personally, I have some reaching out. 
I skip a couple of days of coffee just to buy books and I'm gonna put out the link in here guys check her stuff out and uh, help out help out that's that's the main goal here to reach out and help out and by the way I wanna shout out to my uh, miss Mrs my my other half they are in Cabo Mexico right now for Emma's bridal shower I hope you guys are behaving there because there's a lot of sharks in the ocean. I know, you know, it's Sea of Cortez. You better not swim in that ocean. Some of the biggest white sharks captured here in Earth is in Sea of Cortez. So I know you guys are all good, right? But once again, guys, we're going to finish the series for this month. The theme was duty. It has been a challenging topic, especially for me, because I got a chance to reflect on the bigger picture. And that picture exposed a lot of weaknesses. And you know about weaknesses where there's a chance to strengthen it. However, regardless of how much we know, we learn to put a boundary on such special skills or abilities that we have in order to bring back sanity, clear of mind, in order to get back to the real world and apply it. I know it's a little bit, a little bit of a reality check there, but that is the main goal of this channel. And speaking of that real world and sharing, you know, contributing to the universe, I'd like to introduce our guest today. Um, he's one of my buddies, one of I would say the first people that I know in my hometown here in America. And I'd like to introduce Chief Warrant Officer Nathan John Nazareno. Welcome to Talk Active, sir. How are you, Nathan John? Jet. I'm good, man. Good. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, man, it's been an honor, sir. I mean, how's everything? How's the adjustment coming back to America, especially in the DMV area? Uh, it's, it's, it's been great. You know, like it's not now that we're going to be close to our friends and um, it's we, we've been gone for a while. So it's, it's really nice to be back here. In, uh, Tell our audience, bro, you guys are you came from Germany, right? The what? You 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 guys came from Germany and you stayed there for a couple of years. Yeah, we 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 did a tour in Germany for a bit and then we we went to Texas. I see you, Sky. I see you, Sky. <laughs> that daughter of Jet, uh, so small when they left here in Maryland, and she looks like her mom, bro. Definitely, oh, yeah. she. <laughs> All the kids are coming up, growing up so fast, man. <laughs> I know, bro. It's just, they're just like mushroom. They just sprouted and never stopped. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But but talk about a little bit, bro, because you stayed in Germany for like two years, you said. I got I got cousins there in Germany. In fact, um, my cousin is half German and half Filipino, and the other one is full Filipino, but they were they were living there since 1989. Oh, so, it's been a long, it's yeah. a long time to do. How's, yeah, how's, how's the tradition there, bro? Because I've, I've heard a lot of you know, sparingly crazy, crazy news or, or stories there, especially from my aunt, because two of my aunts is 
from Germany. So how how is can you tell me some you know community you know cultures and all that stuff in Germany? Also, we when we were there, we we lived in Kaiserslautern, that's the Rhineland-Pfalz area. It's kind of like in the southwest of Germany, so we're kind of like maybe an hour away from France. And then, oh wow! Yeah, so on the on the west side of it, that well, that would be France, and then south of it would be Switzerland. So it's it's a nice place to like travel around Europe because that's kind of like in the middle. Not not really middle, but in the center of all the big countries in Europe. Um, Do you see a lot of cyclists there? Yeah. Wow, man. Biking is a big thing over there. How and, far um, is the Netherlands there, Jet? Do you know? Netherlands would be a little, uh, will be a little bit of a drive. That's saying like eight hours um, going north, oh. and then to the west. Yeah. So like the highways are really nice over there. So for 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 most part, you you'll be just driving. You know, uh, I bet you yeah. I have a chance to talk to your mom and uh, uh, when you guys visited here and I was like, she's like, you know what, Ben, if if I have to turn back time and I would have to say the best place that we stayed is in Germany. And I was like, oh, man, that comes from from your mom. And it's just a, a testament of did you guys have like a. Especially Oktoberfest there, a nice set of mug uh, Yeah, me and Heidi went to um, Oktoberfest one time. It's it's a big tradition that they have there. So, but it, it gets expensive though. But it's it's a good experience to be there. Um, you get to see like the the tents from from different breweries in in, in Munich, That's and then stuff, they, they have a very strict tradition on how on how they brew their beer. So they have like the purest rule where they can only do um, specific ingredients to put in their beer. So you had local beer. Yeah, it's, it's I gotta am be beer, bro. Yeah. Did you get hit? Like, is it strong beer? Nah, we didn't. We didn't drink too much over there, though. But you know, it it, it was hard to because uh, they, they they would serve you like with a in, in, on a big mug. So I it's just it. like, like not. <laughs> it's not like a white marsh mug. This is like real mugs, right? Now these are real mugs, man. Like like Yo, huge yeah. ones. Like maybe it's a liter or something like that. But yeah, but but they they, they got good beer over there. Um, Tell me. Part, they, they, Our audience, man. I just want to share because I want to talk about you because the transition that you made in the past. Uh, I know you since what two thousand and four, five, six. Yeah, somewhere in that time, and and tell us. Um, Share a little bit of how did you get into America? You know your your first, you know, um, uh, position or job. How did you get in here? And how did you transition, like right now as an officer uh, uh, serving the country? I mean, you know, it's just quick hit. Uh, like maybe ten years ago, when when I'm ten or thirteen. No, it's more than ten years. But when I migrated to uh, America. Started in uh, south of uh, Maryland. Uh, no, I think it's Virginia, North, North, Northern Virginia. I worked for like a, a packing ship. You know, one of those odd jobs that you just have to take so that you can make money. Right. Um, right. Then I, I was, I still did not have my green card at that time. And then when I went to a recruiting station, I was just like trying to. Uh, so I was, I was on my way home and. I got caught in the snow, so I went in a recruiting station. I didn't know it was a recruiting station at the time, but um, when I stepped in, the recruiter was like trying to talk to me, 
So I was like kind of like giving him like the run around, like, yeah, I want to join and all that stuff. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. I was just there to just get some heat, right? <laughs> um, and then towards the end, when I was about to leave, I told him like, hey, I don't have a green card, so I don't think I can enlist in the in, in the army. Right, right. And then this guy just like told me like, oh, well, there's a program for that. If you can speak, you know, a certain language that we need that is in demand in the military. Oh, you can speak a lot of different language. I know that for a fact. Then, then uh, tell me, um, because I believe, because everybody, guys, you guys know that this guy, Officer Jet, um, is a musician. So, were you a pastor at some point in here in in the country? Yeah, there was there was a time where I was with a church down in uh, Southern Maryland. So, like when I was like, um trying to live in different places because I was t- I still, you know, trying to establish myself. Um, one of the pastors um, helped me out to find uh, a place to stay. And so because he was helping me out a lot, you know, I had to like, I wanted to help him out and give back. And right, since right. he has like a small church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like, you know, play, play the guitar on Sunday and then, you know, just play the music for during when, um, during his services and all that. So, there was a bit of time where I, I was like the music ministry oh, minister nice. of, the, of the church that he has. Now, now tell me a little bit, since since our theme definitely already packed in because duty, you're serving our country. But prior to you being an officer in and serving the country right now, what was your main drive since you left the country and coming in America and undergoing all that that, you know, stuff that you've been through, like you you were working on an odd jobs. What was your main drive of, you know, just escaping or what was that? Like you just want to get out of the country just to experience another culture? No, it, it was it was about, you know, try, trying to get a better life. Um, right. I worked for a high paying job in the Philippines before, and but I realized that, you know, as a single person at that time, yeah, I'm doing well, but what if I have a family? Right. And so, like, I don't mind living a simple life um, in the United States as long as the family is well provided for, right? Shelter, you have food every day, they get to go to school. And so, you know, if you're in the Philippines, that that that, that poses a challenge. Um, and that is coming from me with a job that was like six-figure paying salary at that time. Oh, yeah, man. So I, I did not want to be like always being the grind and, uh, with the high pressure that, you know, right. trying to figure out what, where to get money to feed the family, to provide for the family. So I thought being in the U.S. is just like, a, you know, an easy way for me to start improving the generations that will be um, ahead of me for, for my, um, you know, family. Right, right. I feel you, bro. What if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice? If you can go back, what what would it be? Uh, I would have moved here sooner, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to tell your old self, the 18-year-old Jet, move here sooner. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's what I thought. Um, being in the military, um, if you have, since I'm having fun in the military, I, I, I would think if I started out as 18 years old, then I would have been retired at 38 years old already. That's that is so true, bro. Here. I mean, I would yeah. probably say the same thing. But what has been your favorite job that you held as tough to date? What's your favorite job? Uh, it's probably the job that I had when I was still enlisted. And I was in a finance uh, non-commissioned officer at that time. Not in this division right now? 
Now, this one is legal, so there's, um, I'm, I manage a legal office right now as a warrant officer, I so see. that's, um, it's still, it's still something that I like, but it's, it's, it's more broad. It, ha it has, it has more factors to, um, than the finance aspect of it. I've always been a finance guy in college in Ateneo. I um, graduated with a management accounting, so right. anything that has to do with um, accounting, financial policy, and um, managing uh, a company or an organization with its resources, that's that's kind of like my forte. So like the, the enlisted job that I had, that was kind of like my favorite. Um, I still do that in my current okay. job, but that's just one of the things that I do on top of the um, other stuff that, you know, I have of my responsibilities. On your current position, like right now, like, you know, you're in the service, what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Uh, so small compliments are actually um, something that we appreciate. Um, being right. a warrant officer, uh -huh. so in, in the military, you have the enlisted and then you have the officers, right? Uh -huh. There's the small group that, that's the very small part of the military that's called the warrant officers. Um, we are most, the warrant officers are usually technical experts in the army, and so we don't get to have spotlights like how the generals do, right. the captains, where they're always like in front of the cameras or they get interviewed. We, we're always in the background, and right, we're right. the ones that make things work. Um, the back for end. these guys, right? Yeah, and so and so, um, you know, we we don't really get any much much of the accolades from from the public and so if you know there's there's a small appreciation that someone comes like hey chief you you made my life uh easier today definitely and, bro it makes yeah. it makes a world of difference i remember when i had an accident and uh uh fire department pulled me out in that car because it took them an hour and a half to take me out of the car and every time i see somebody in uniform and i was way back working in carmax Every time I see an officer or fire department or anything in anybody wearing uniform and they buy lunch, I automatically go ahead and I just, just appreciation. And I just want to pay for your lunch, you know, just to put a little bit of nice gesture for what you do. And that indeed is, comes, comes a long way as like what you said, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice gesture for everybody. But, but what is the most important lesson that you have learned over your career right now in the military to date? Uh, it's, it's definitely taking care of the family. Um, and that, that, that also um, trickles down to your soldiers too as well. Like you got to be able to understand that if they have family issues, let them take care of it. Because um, if they're able to take care of the family, um, they, they, they get to do a better job in, in serving the country. Um, and, and, and I, I, I was, I was not good at that in the beginning because I was really focused on the career, right. trying to make it big or, or grow in the military. But, uh, at the end of the day, you'll, you realize that, you know, it's, it's the family that waits for you at home, um, right. and you're done wearing the uniform. So mm -hmm. like, if you can see the, the mess behind me, that's, that's one of the things <laughs> that that's part of the, um, you know, moving around and for the first part of the month, you're, you're unpacking, you're trying to get your life organized right. and that also affects the family, um, you know, whenever you move. Oh um, man, definitely. Um, study says moving is one of the most stressful thing in life. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely. But 
looking at your background, I think my uh, living room is much worse than that. <laughs> my son is just a hurricane, bro. He doesn't want anything at the table. Everything is in the floor and it just frustrates the hell out of me when I'm looking at it. It's like, this is not livable. This is not a condition where I want to be in the next 10 years. But yeah, yeah that's that's good stuff, bro. Now, now, if you could live anywhere, because I know you've been all over the place. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I, I think we were we were really um, amazed with Europe, and I think that's that's a place where we where, where we would want to retire. Um, oh man, yeah. that is some. Um, oh, um, my wife probably will, will will hear this, and she'd be like, "Yes, yes," because she's like, "I don't want to retire in the Philippines because I grew up there. I have spent traditions okay. there and all that stuff. I want to experience." life in a different perspective and and it's just you know i got a different respect with ladies man and because i was raised by a single mother and once again i i always say this that women are the strongest individuals in the world superhumans for me i just got that perspective and planted in my spirit ever since because i was raised by by a woman and europe is just The next spot, man. I'm, I'm telling you, the next vacation we probably will hit is Europe, Germany, probably because we got some something in there. Now, tell me, what was your favorite trip you've ever taken? Uh, over there, yeah. I, would, I would say um, it was fun. We we went to the Vatican. I think that that was a a good great experience with me and my wife. We did our I think our ninth or tenth anniversary, no, ten year anniversary over there at the Vatican. Nice, brother. So, you know, it was great to see all those museums inside the Vatican, um, the Sistine Chapel, all that history. Um, I'm a big history buff, so um, that was kind of like you know one of the best uh, places that I've ever been to. That's awesome, bro. Did you see yeah. the? Did you see the Mega Millions right now? Oh yeah, it's like what nine hundred ninety nine right no, now. No, sir, it's one point something billion right now. I don't know. Okay. If you nah. want ten million, at least tomorrow, what would you spend it on? I hope you put some tickets today, bro. I would probably invest it in something, man. <laughs> you, you're gonna do the investing, you know, Philippine money. Yeah. It's like what fifty six right yeah. now. Yeah, pay pay off a house and invest it in something. That that <laughs> that's not a bad that's not a bad sign at all, bro. I mean. In school, Ateneo and elementary, summarize everything. What's your favorite subject in school? Uh, it's always accounting. Accounting? <laughs> oh, man, what is wrong with you? Numbers again? Tell well, me about I, it, Jet. You, you, were, was, you were Ateneo accountant, right? Yeah. On well, all I was, of was your originally an uh, electronics communication engineer. Jesus Christ. And then... And then first and second year, I kind of like, we were like eating numbers day and night. So there's no rest on that one. It's always a quiz every week. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of um, mathematics going on in engineering. So, no, sir. Um, and then I see all my other friends who are in accounting and business administration. They were like, hey, let's go to this debut, this party here, this party there. I like, I want, I want some of that. So, you know, like when I shifted to, um, to accounting, it was like way easier than, 
engineer the, the math that we do in engineering. So I was I like, know okay. about that, bro. I mean, so you tell me that right now. I'm a I'm business ed and my business administration people. You know, I remember those days. I saw you a lot. In there, you know, we're catering with the freshmen when they enroll. We are the people in business administrations that encodes them. And this is the guy he wants to be in this subject. That's that's where I'm at. But <laughs> looking back at it, as an accountant, you guys, like, have a lot of crazy things in the ledger and all that stuff. How much do you use that in the real world? Be honest with me. So so that one is only if, if the, the account. So I was management accounting. So uh-huh. that, that one is... The accounting is the one that crunches the number in, in, in the ledgers and all that. So they, they're good with that stuff. And, and, and that's only applicable if they actually work for an accounting firm. Right. The management accounting, what they do is they they look at the figures and then they go through, they, they compute ratios like debt to asset ratio, um, gotcha. return on investment ratio, like, like that, those kind of stuff. And you use those numbers to give um, advice to management and to leaders on how they should make decisions in growing their companies. So that's 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 used in every corporate um, uh, environment. Organizations, yeah. Gotcha. So that's what occupation would you rather have other than what you have right now? Would you like to try? Uh, I I think it, it might be a little too late though. But I I I, I did have like a, a ambition to be. To be a lawyer, um, that was kind of lawyer. Like, yeah. God, yeah. you are an one. odd one, bro. A lawyer. <laughs> Jeez, I'm yeah. watching a Korean telenovela right now on a lawyer that has autism. She's in a autism spectrum, and she's just amazing. And me and my family are hooked up right now. Uh, amazing <laughs> attorney, woohoo, something like that. You gotta check it out. If Heidi's on K, you know, K telenovela. That one, yes, sir. That that's amazing. Now, Jet, I mean, I'm, I want to share to my to our audience right now, in 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 respect with the theme that we're having this month, because we're closing out duty. And in your own words, in your own definition, how would you define duty? You know, in in Jet Nazareno's world experience. In your own perspective, how would you define duty? Duty is uh, a virtue that you are supposed to do things even if others don't want to do it. That that is what how I, I would define the duty. Like if if nobody else is willing to try or to to pick up the the uh, task right you are so if you have that sense of duty in yourself that is something that you will be willing to like do it because nobody else will right uh, and so you know be, being um as part of the service service as a service member um the your role is to fight the nation's wars right and not not everybody is willing to do that. Not everybody is um, even if if they're willing. Not everybody is physically able to do that. And right. so there's a few, you know, the one percent of the country that is willing to do it because others are not able to. And so um, that's that's how I would you know view what duty is. Beautiful, bro. 
I mean, I appreciate you, man. I, I, I like the way you, you said that, like nobody else wants to do it. Uh, a lot of people, it's like when we are saying, um, there's a lot of people that likes to talk, big talkers, and when it's time to deliver, when it's being called as a duty, no, nobody wants to come up. But that would be a solid definition and not just definition, a testament on a person that I'd like to bring in the show because you are a, a very solid example of what is that definition of duty is. And I truly appreciate it, man. Now we're going to the closing segment here, bro. What are the questions you wish I'd ask you and how would I answer? How would you answer that question? Do you have like a question that you wish I'd ask and how would you answer it? Oh, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well uh, what are at least one or two books would you recommend to my audience and why? Uh, books. I would I would go for the um, the Lost Symbol by by Dan Brown. Um, it's one of those um, novels that he had um, similar to the um, you know the uh, Da Vinci Code and Angels oh. and Demons. Right, but what was that book um, again? Uh, Lost Symbol. Lost Symbol. Yeah, Wait a minute, is that in the movie too? They 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 made it a series in Peacock, but they never made that a, a big movie. So it's it's more of a Masonic um, oh uh, storyline of the you know secrets. Lost Symbol. Lost Symbol, yeah. But, We're uh, gonna have to put that uh, quote in a, in yeah. the description. Check that book out, man. And, and one final question before I let you go, bro, because I know you got some stuff that needs to be done. I know you take care of family. I truly appreciate your time, bro. Here in Talk Active, brother, we have a signature question on your own method. How would you share your practice of wisdom, justice, courage, and moderation? Um. You know, I think my approach in, in work, especially, you know, with dealing with different people, like sometimes customers that are seeking for um, legal services, my soldiers who um, look for mentorship and guidance. Right. I usually never look at what's on my chest, my rank, and what's on their chest or their rank. It's... I, I, I even if there there is still that hierarchy structure, but mm -hmm. I other but I always treat everybody equally and with respect. And so, regardless of what's what's on my what my rank is or what the uh, the other person's rank is, um, they they all get treated equally. Um, so quality. That's, that's that, just man. my my philosophy in, you know, in my workplace. Amazing, bro. Amazing, bro. And I, I won't forget anything like that. That's my signature question. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw one last here. What's your favorite memory verse? What's that? Fav favorite memory verse. Your 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 life verse. Oh, um, if you think things are gonna get better, uh, if you don't care a whole awful lot, things are not gonna get better. No, it's not. That's from Dr. Seuss. So. That's the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got you, bro. I truly appreciate your time, man. I mean, 
this, what we're doing right now is, you know, a lot of people probably will not understand, but mainstream right now for podcasting, it's not just being, you know, uh, um, famous. This is the tiny specs that, because I, have, I haven't looked back, but when I look at my files after 86 episodes, man, these are the little contributions that we throw to the universe that one day, at least, hopefully... Each episode, when I look back, it doesn't get old. The treasures that I picked up and, and, and learnings, the, the education, it's just amazing. And we're talking about real life here, bro. And I truly appreciate you, man. And, and uh, thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for your experience. Thank you for your service, brother. I truly appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, for, thank you for your support. Thanks for having me, man. Definitely, right now I will see you, brother, in in a couple of so. We're gonna have some reunions and and we're gonna have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you, Officer Nazareno, bro. Thank you for for having us. Thank you for giving us a chance to um, hear your lessons and your your advices. And truly appreciate you, bro. Amen. Thank you, bro. And guys, this is. We're entering the, the end part of our segment here. And I just want to read one quote from our listener. Um, we have one of my fellow buddies, in fact, one of our sponsor, Nino. In the past, he said, I asked him, what is duty? And he responded right here. Check it out. To me, duty is a required task that I have to do regardless if I wanted to do it or not. Basically, I just want to compare Jet's duty and Nino and definitely it fits the bill and I'm gonna check out that screenshot guys duty is a set of responsibilities obligations that you are required to perform uh, it can bleed over into all aspects of your life you know you get a job you have a certain duty responsibility obligations to your boss to fulfill that job in order to work there and get paid for your children, you have a duty to raise them the best way you can to be respectful and helpful members of society, you know. So that's what I think duty is. And also that was Jeff, our good friend Jeff. Thank you for that shout out, brother. I appreciate your insight. Uh, by the way, check Frey Official. Check him on Instagram. Check him. He's an artist, amazing artist. I actually got some of his uh, uh, artwork in magazines, and, and it's amazing. Thank you, brother. But other than that, <clears throat> my voice is losing right now. <clears throat> Once a great philosopher named Marcus Aurelius said, Often injustice lies in what you are not doing, not only in what you are doing. In human history, we have witnessed that humanity is capable of doing evil. Events that le led to world war, the greed of a single human being practicing dictatorship are a few of very well-known traits that we have witnessed and come familiar with. What's the most shocking revelations is that the fault wasn't limited to the guilty party, but also to the ones that stood and did absolutely nothing. Indeed, that old line that goes, all evil 
needs to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And that concludes our duty theme, guys, for the month of July 2022. Thank you for listening. Till then, see you in August. This is your main man, Ben, here. Peace out.